0: Please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Welcome to the Gary Dunn Show for this fine Monday morning, uh, starting week six of the 2021 season. I'm your host, Gary Smith. On today's show, as always, we're going to talk to Coach Dunn about this past weekend's action at Gannon. We're going to look around at scores and uh, standings in the PSAC, take a look ahead at this upcoming week's home opponent, Clarion. But coach, uh, once again, it's a Monday morning, smiles on your face. Weather's great today. Um, Let's chalk off another... uh, Great weekend of Vulcan football.
1: Yeah, great great to, to go on the road and get a win. I thought we played played well. Uh, I thought we made some improvements on things that we've, we've been working on, and, and I thought the guys responded. I thought it was really a, a – Total team victory. I thought we, we played well in all three phases. Obviously, defense, uh, you know, played well, ended up scoring again to, to get us on the board. Uh, special teams played well in some big big spots, and, and then the offense played well. So, you know, w- was pleased with the effort, but there's still some things we got to work on to clean up. <laughs> but pleased with the effort on Saturday and, and moving on to the next.
0: Yeah, is always a place that, you know, It's an interesting facility. It's a small stadium, uh, and, you know, if you looked at their, we talked last week about, you know, their offense, probably the best offense we faced all year. Uh, Defense, um, that's pretty much their bugaboo, but offensively, you know, they did some stuff, and I thought your team responded well. Uh, There was a stat, and, you know, no team had scored in the first half against uh, the Vulcans. Gannon goes down, gets a field goal on that first drive, but as we've said before on the show, you know, your staff does a great job of adjustment, and, you know, that – basically he changed yeah. the, uh, the tenor of the game because Gannon's quarterback came in 135 straight passes without a an interception. And, again, as soon as I say that stat, you know, uh, get that pick six and, and you guys were off and running.
1: Yeah, they did a nice job with their opening 10. You know, they threw some things out at, uh, at us that, that maybe they hadn't done before or schemed up against us. You know, they had a big play, going goal not empty, we just didn't play it real well. Uh, but they went back to that and we, we, you're right, we adjusted. But, you know, I thought our defense and our defensive coordinator really explained it well. He said that that things that they put on film, we defended really well. Um, things that we had to make adjustments to is where they kind of got some yardage on us uh, but give gannon credit gannon's a good football team gannon's played a, a heck of a schedule um you know they've played i think three ranked teams now uh they've they've played a very tough schedule gannon is a good football team they've got a good offense they get a good scheme they're well coached um it, we knew we were going to have
0: a test up there and i was happy with the way our guys responded on the road yeah definitely gannon came into the game their quarterback uh, had some d1 experience with ohio state then he was at fcs uh bryant so a guy that has seen different things, been, been in different wars, and like I said, after Jamel Martin's interception for the pick six, um, it seemed like you guys had a hand in his face pretty much every time, and definitely was a different quarterback after that first series. Well, and that was, was that was the
1: plan. The, the plan going in was to to pressure them, uh, and, and really that's that's who we are. We want to try and pressure quarterbacks to make bad, get them to make bad decisions. And and we had two picks I think early in the in the first half there. Jamal Martin ends up scoring on the, I think the second series of the game to give us the seven three lead. And then Micah Tillman had a big pick on the other side uh, that gave us great field possession. And I believe we turned that into a touchdown as well. So you know, hats off to the defense for creating pressure and creating mistakes. And, and that's kind of the world we want to live in.
0: Well, that Micah Tillman interception, you could see soon. As the play was happening, he, the quarterback was under pressure, and you're just thinking if he throws it, he's going to make a bad mistake, and he threw it, and, you know, interception sent you guys up in midfield, and I think that guy scored, make it 14-3, and, yep. you know, that. Really changed the complexion of the game.
1: Yeah, it, it give credit to our linebackers and our front guys for for being able to get pressure. You know that's that's always the tough thing. If, you, if you're going to bring pressure, then you got to it's got to work, or that quarterback's going to have windows on the back end. And, and I thought our guys did a nice job up front of, you know, maybe not getting a ton of sacks, but getting some knockdowns, getting some pressure, making them throw it early, making them read it quick. And, and some of the route concepts are designed to go down the field. And if you don't have time to go down the field, those are the things that happen. So hats
0: off to our guys. Well, if you look on the defensive side, you know, a number of players had six tackles. We talk a lot. Noah Dill is having an outstanding season. He, you know, still had five tackles, four solos, two for losses, and one sack. But your other linebackers, Miller, Toby, and Maddox were just flying to the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I really think uh, more of a Maddox is stepping up. I felt him the last couple of games. Toby is a guy that can run, and we put a lot of pressure on him to defend some things. Uh, but they're just, you know, they're playing with a lot of confidence, and they're running to the football, and they're, they're, they're battling for each other, which is, is
0: always good to see. And the defense uh, only gave up 17 points in that game. And again, your team came in giving up less than five years. So it's unbelievable effort for the season. And, you know, anytime you can hold a team in this day and age to between 14 and 20 points, you're getting, you're doing something right. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a uh, great team defense, great effort. Uh, there are some things we've got to be able to adjust to. And, and, and some you know, we missed the tackle on the one touchdown, which is, is obviously going to happen. But those are things we're, we're going to try and clean up this week.
0: Now, on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, we got an alert from the uh, the Erie County Airport that there was a uh, an air raid warning because your offense was, you know, just moving the ball down the field with a variety of passes. You know, Noah Mitchell, 35 for 53, 382, four touchdowns, and uh, we'll get to who he threw to because I think me and you were the only two people in red and black that didn't catch the ball on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we, we had a nice day throwing the football, and that was kind of the plan going in. We thought... You know, some of the things they do coverage-wise, we can take advantage of. Um, I thought our game plan between Coach Salisbury, Coach Dourish, and Coach Wilson was really good of of understanding where they were going to be and, and, and taking advantage of some of the things they did. And then, you know, the, the thing is, we took care of the football. Uh, we didn't turn it over. Uh, we still got to get better in the running game. I thought we did at times. Um, you know, the stats don't tell you that because we did give up some sacks. You know, not... Crazy about dropping back 53 times, but, but you know, that's what was needed, and, and that's what we thought we could take advantage of going in, and we did. And, and Noah's doing a good job of, of reading defenses. And, you know, it's it's funny, on certain plays, you know, we're going to put a guy in conflict. We're going to put their outside linebacker. He's either got to do this or that, and the ball's going to go opposite of what he does. And they were trading it up, and Noah was making the right read. And our receivers were doing a good job of, of getting open on time and finding windows. And, you know, you could kind of feel as the game was going on we were – we were – in command of our our, our passing game. You know, I think the last drive of the game, we chewed up eight minutes uh, in four wide receiver set, you know, mixing a little bit of running, but also just throwing quick passes and taking
0: advantage of what they were doing. And if you had Cam Tarrant in your PSAC Fantasy Football League this week, 11 catches, 124 yards. Tyson Hill, also over 100 yards. Uh, But Quay Jackson, two touchdowns. Jackson Daugherty, once again, with the touchdown in the red zone. But um, again, just a a lot of, you know, completions, the outside, and a a lot of, the running back's gotten the, even though he said, working on the running game, but you know, running backs in the passing game this week. A lot of underneath stuff. And- yeah, Noah
1: did a good job a few times or especially early of checking the ball down to our backs and, and getting positive yards. You know, those four or five yards lead to bigger plays later in the game because if you'll check it down a couple times and them backers are going to hang in there understanding you're going to check it down. And that opens up the windows down the field. Uh, Jack Kelechi had a couple big catches. He, he came into the game and had a, a couple nice catches. I think he's a guy you're gonna continue to see developing on the rise. Tayshawn Mack got some reps.
0: Um, so you know we played a lot of receivers and, and, and obviously did a nice job. That was a great job. And also offensive line, you know, giving some time for, for Noah to, to, to find the open receivers. And we'll talk about the run game. Like you said, uh, the numbers don't tell the whole story, but there were a lot of tough runs in there to keep drives alive. So that's one of the things fans are like, oh, you know, you're not seeing the 200-yard rushing, yeah. 100-yard rushing, but, you know, Effective gains, you know, are just as effective as 20-yard gains because they're keeping the chains moving. You're getting those tough yards.
1: Yeah, and, and part of it is what defenses do. You know, they, they had two really good defensive tackles in there that are wide-body guys that are hard to move out of there. And I thought that, you know, number 93, I thought he was a really good player going in. You know, it's it's hard to run the football at any level. Uh, we've got to continue to get better. We can't we can't throw the ball 53 times a game. Um, you know, that's just not not who we want to be so we'll continue to work and and, and, you know we've got some things that that we're working on right now that i think will help us down the
0: line and once again the final phase of the game special teams um not as many field goal attempts this week but the ones that were happening was made so like i said especially in a wind, we talked about it last week that no matter what time of year that wind is going to be going left to right and you can definitely tell things going right to left were not as effective as going left to right but kick a field goal and yeah, we had, we had a couple drives
1: going into the wind that typically I would have I would have kicked a field goal. But uh, Coach Wilson, our special teams coordinator, came up before the game and kind of gave me a, a yard line that he thought we were good at um, going that way. And, and both times it was really right on that edge, and we went for it. I think we converted one, one we didn't. Uh, then late in the game there was another opportunity, and I said, you know what, we're gonna, we don't need to. You know, another three, we're just going to go ahead and get out of here. But I, Anthony is, is continuing to work and, and develop, and he's doing a nice job. I thought he did a great job punting the ball. We had a one punt out of the end zone that uh, he really got a hold of. I think our cover units are doing good. We had too many penalties on special teams. It seemed like on both sides, uh, Gannon and us, every special team was a flag. I felt like it was NFL football. I was watching games last <laughs> night, and it seems every special team, there's a holder blocking the back. We've got to get that corrected because there was a couple drives where we would have had a lot better field position had we we held, and they were holds. So we, we've got to get our
0: hands inside. We've got to move our feet, and you know, we got to clean that up this week. Well, it's funny. As soon as I got there and I saw the wind was going left and I'm like, son of a gun. He was right. So we got this green screen over here. thing. next week we're going to have to have you do the weather. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Coach Dunn said it uh, was just uh, like the old Joe Donato ones.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that wind up there is something. To, and, and when you're standing on the field the whole pregame, I was trying to figure it out because it was really a crosswind. Mm-hmm. But, but it it's always goes this, always goes you know, from our stance or from our sideline, left to right, and, and sometimes it can be a factor, and, and, you know, we
0: played through it. And played through it, you did to the tune of a 38-17 to 17 win. On the shores of Lake Erie, let's take a look at these highlights from this past weekend's action. Play fake. Slabbing, that's going to be a pick, and there it is. We said something out of give, in our California has a chance to take it. Pick six for the second straight week. Touchdown for the Vulcans. Play action, slant wide open. Touchdown, Vulcans. Chiquay Jackson, six on the board for the Vulcans. Pass, rolls to his right, fires downfield, and it's going to be picked. And that's another interception for the Vulcans. That is Micah Tillman, and here we are, second and goal. Noah goes to his right, throws the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Vulcans, wide open. Jackson Dottie for the Vulcan touchdown. There's the snap, the hold, the kick is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. So Anthony Biko, Mr. Reliable, We'll put three more on the field for the Vulcans. Make it 24-3. Mitchell looking left. Fires in the flat. Pass is complete. Breaks the tackle. Tarrant at the 10-5. Touchdown, California. Cam Tarrant breaks out of everything. And that is going to be another touchdown for the Vulcans. Hey, Johnny, why do you look so sad? Well, Noel, I'm not sure how my friends and
1: family back in Gibbon Blade, Pennsylvania can keep track of all our CETV programming when they can't watch.
0: Well, Johnny, they could subscribe to our new CETV and Friends podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hey, thanks, Noel! The like You Cover connects students to information services and resources both on and off campus while providing free items such as food, school supplies, personal hygiene items, and more to our students. Visit our two locations at the Vulcan Village Clubhouse and Itali Student Center or for a contactless option visit fitly.com backslash to request food or give donations. For important CalU information, community resources, and our how-to series follow at CalU on Instagram and the campus-wide announcements. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> our children and families want us to be healthy. That's why I and lots of other grown-ups got the COVID-19 vaccine. So we can stay healthy and get back to the moments we miss. Like seeing our friends and family. Here
1: you go, Daddy. For a healthy chicken, I'll stick them.
0: Oh, thanks, son. <laughs> With free COVID-19 vaccines, sunnier days
1: are ahead. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Vulcan Volleyball is back and you can catch all the action with CUTV and the PSAC Network. After a year away from the court, the Vulcans are set to try and get back to the top of the PSAC. A full slate of action versus such PSAC opponents Gannon, Mercyhurst, Edinburgh, Clarion, Seton Hill, Slippery Rock, IUP, and Pitt-Johnstown. Every home game will be live on CUTV Sports 1 and the psac network
0: play fake slab that's going to be a pick and there it is we said something had to give and now california has a chance to take it pick six for the second straight week touchdown for the Vulcans. and welcome back to the gary dunn show uh you just saw the highlights and then the play of the week was the jamal martin pick six interception we talked about a coach that was a real game changer for you and your squad because you know gannon went down scored and then i think uh we were held with three and out. So a little momentum on Gannon sideline, but two plays into that drive, you know, you guys are celebrating and off to the races. Yeah,
1: it's a great individual effort. But the thing I, I love when we turn the ball over is just see our guys looking to pro blocks and hustle and, and some of the... the, the the effort they're, they're given, and, and Jamal obviously did a nice job, made a nice read, was, was a heck of a catch. You know, ball was, that was a bullet that he caught, and, you know, kind of usually you don't see guys score down the middle like that, but he did a nice job, and
0: his teammates did a nice job, you know, kind of paving the way for him. And it was uh, just a fantastic weekend. We've talked about that ad nauseum. So while we have a second, let's take a look at what happened in the PSAC this past weekend, uh, week three of conference play in the PSAC and you can see on the scoreboards uh, you know, Kyle 38-17 over the Gannon Golden Knights and then Seton Hill a few miles away at Merceris gets the win 19-17 uh, staying in the PSAC West as I'm going to turn my page right here you can see it on the screen Slippy Rock at Edinburgh 49-13 uh, moving over to the PSAC East uh, Shepherd 75-21 over Lockhaven Shippensburg getting a home win over Westchester 34-18 Town going on the road to Bloomsburg 34-7. Uh, the one last uh, PSAC West score I missed was IEP 58, Clarion 21. And the final score of the week, Millersville losing to East Stroudsburg 27-7. But coach, we're getting to that time of year, you know, 3-0, 5, you know, Kyle, you 6-0, 3-0, but this is pretty much the uh, – the official. We're in the second half of the season now.
1: Yeah, this is it's, it's crazy. We were talking about that yesterday. It seems like we got here. We just got here, but you're going to continue to see obviously good football throughout the league. Great coaches, great student athletes. Um, you know, a lot of lot of big scores this week. A lot, a lot of points put up on the board or, or around the league, but just you know, good league action. They probably got some good games coming up this week.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a look quickly at the score, uh, the PSAC standings. Now, coaches' favorite part of the year, seeing numbers. But you know, Caillou, Slippery Rock, IEP, and one, two, three in the PSAC West. Kind of how it was predicted. Um, by the coaches and then if you look over in the PSAC East it, it's going to be again another log jam on that side between Westchester Shippensburg Shepard and you know like I said second half of the season and, and coach now that we're on the second half of the season um, how much of it from a coaching staff do you look back and kind of reflect and, and learn from what happened or is it just all just looking ahead one week at a time?
1: No, you're, you're, you're constantly trying to figure out where you can get better. And, and the only way you can figure that out is looking the past. So we're, we're studying a lot of things on, on both sides of the ball, where we can get better from what we've done already. You know, what what adjustments can we make off of what we've put on film already? Uh, but obviously, you know, now is the time of year. we got to start lightening it up. We're starting to get you know, like everybody else in the country, you know, it's it's bumps and bruises here. So we're trying to, you know, cut our practice schedule where we can, give our guys some off time where we can to, to make sure that we're healthy for the
0: stretch run. And It is going to be an exciting stretch run. As I said, we're in the middle of October, but coach, the page turns uh, to this upcoming week's opponent, the Clarion Golden Eagles. Uh, obviously, looking at the the, the scores and standings, they're having a, you know, a tough season this year, but, you know, the old adage, any given Saturday. So I know they do things well on both sides of the ball. Let's start on yeah. the offense, because I know you've seen some film so far. What what do they do that would concern a? a yeah, they get, defense? they're
1: they're very similar to us offensively. They'll run some RPO stuff, and I think they're really good at it. Um, their tailback is probably one of the top tailbacks in the league. So anytime you can put it in his, you know, give it to him, and and then read a guy off it is is you know. Is dangerous, and, and I think he, like I said, he's probably one of the best tailbacks in the league. Clarion always plays us hard. I mean, it's always a game. You know, we went back and looked at the 2019 film, and it was it was a homecoming game here. You know, back and forth, and, and we end up pulling away at the end. It always seems like that. You know, Clarion's got some really good athletes and some good players. They just haven't put it together yet, and and you can see them. Even though the scores, they're getting better. Let's hope they don't put it together this <laughs> week, right? It's uh, but you can see they do some good things in their RPO and their run game is probably the number one thing you know the quarterback's accurate and, and, when, and when you can run the football that that opens up other things
0: and you beat me too talking about that 2019 game I mean it was two years ago but that's the most recent contest that game was close into the third quarter until um Vulcans made a couple plays on defense and then a couple big plays yeah. on offense but you know that game was not decided till probably the beginning of the fourth quarter
1: yeah, no, I mean, it, and two years before that, uh, they was the same way up there. It's the same way every time we play Clarend. You know, it's it's always a, a back and forth game of, of physical football. They do a great job coaching, and so we're going to have to play at our best this week to, to have success.
0: Now, on the other side of the ball, defensively, you know, we see they're putting up, allowing some points, but again. There's playmakers everywhere what what type of formation and what what yeah they're, they're
1: very similar to gannon is is but probably more multiple they'll, they'll work out of a four four down lineman set uh two linebackers two deep safeties or, or middle of field open as we call it uh but they will roll and play some one high stuff they will play man coverage they do have a nice blitz package they're probably going to bring more pressure than than anybody we've seen it's kind of you know looking at what defenses are doing to us or, or, or are they trying to pressure Noah in our pass game, or they not. Clarion's probably gonna bring more pressure and not afraid to go cover zero um, more than anybody we've played this far. So they've got some you know, I think number nine either one defensive men's a really good player. Their their linebackers run around and they got some good cover guys. They're just like I said, they just haven't put it all together yet.
0: Um, yeah. And we like you said, I took the words out of my mouth again. We're gonna I'm just gonna give you a microphone and let you let you do the show this by man show. <laughs> but uh you know they played IP this weekend, and that game was close into the third quarter. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, it was IP down. Like, no, Clarion's playing yeah, better. They're getting but, it together. Yeah,
1: and it was. It was a good game. I just got done watching that last night and this morning. Um, they're battling, and that's that's the thing, you know, is, is when, when teams aren't having success, you know, they can kind of go either way. Clarion's still battling their butts off right now.
0: And let's take a look uh, at, before we tell everybody how they can watch the battle this weekend, let's take a look at what else is happening in the PSAC this week this is week four of conference play we'll start in the west as always Mercer's over at edinburgh at noon iep at slippery rock at one o'clock gannon at seaton hill at four and then of course uh we will be playing the clarion golden eagles at four o'clock looking at the all the matchups in the psac east Stroudsburg over at westchester at noon and then you have lockhaven traveling to bloomsburg at two o'clock shepherd going to millersville at two and then shippensburg at kutztown at five o'clock and coach obviously we always talk about a game or two, but I see two games that, you know, if you're a D2 fan and paying attention, IEP Slippy Rock and Chippensburg-Quidstown are going to both tell, you know, do, the results of those games are going to really determine things yeah, happening th- down the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of good games on there. That Mercyhurst,
0: they've got. Uh, they're at Edinburgh.
1: At Edinburgh. That'll be a good game. Uh, Gannon's playing.
0: Uh, Gannon is over at Seton Hill, so that, that's going to
1: yeah. be another good game. A lot, a lot of good games on the slate
0: this week. PSAC doing it right on week seven. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's it's it's just a tough conference every week. There's going to be you know great matchups, uh, and the matchup we want everybody to pay attention to is Cal U versus Clarion this week. It's a four o'clock kickoff from Addison Stadium. So just. Um, either set your alarm back a little later or just get to the stadium and tailgate a little longer. So either way is either, a win. Either either way is a
1: win, right? <laughs> let's, let's get under the lights for the first time this year. We'll probably play under the lights in the second half, but excited to be back at Adamson Stadium. I know we'll have a great crowd.
0: As a, a player coach, coach, I mean, traditionally everything's at noon or in the afternoon, but... A little bit more uh, oomph whenever the lights turn on, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and, and it's, you know, I'd rather play at noon. I'd rather play at 10 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. The, the hard thing is waiting all day, right? The kids are excited and the emotions are flowing. And, and you know, I'd rather play at 10 o'clock in the morning if we could. But, no, it, it's a nice change. It'll be a nice change up for us. I know our guys will respond.
0: Okay, and like I said, we need the crowd to respond. Uh, like I said, 4 o'clock at Adamson Stadium. If you can't make it, you have, if you have an excuse that a coach has signed off that you don't can't be at Adamson Stadium, CTV and WCO will have you covered. Game will be live on CU TV Sports One on YouTube. It will also be live on the PSAC network and also be on the air 91.9 FM WCAL. But again, the best way to enjoy Vulcan football is live in person. Live in person. I tell you what, Saturday again, and um, you know that the, the visiting bleachers are very, very small, so it's a very intimate setting on the sideline, but. A very loud and vocal uh, group of Vulcan fans made the trip, and it, like when I came out of the press box and looked down, I'm like, "This yeah. this feels like Adamson Stadium North." Great,
1: great parent support. You know, our, our our parents do a great job of traveling. We had a couple alumni there, uh,
0: you know, some some boosters were there. It was it was it was a nice day in in Erie. And we were talking to a few uh, just residents of Erie that were at the game. They saw us setting up. They were like, "We want to see what Cal's all about." I'm that's like, what well, you're going to get a treat today. And you know, you and your staff and your team uh, didn't disappoint. So. A lot of uh, happiness at Gannon, but like I said, come out to Adamson Stadium. It's going to be, I believe, the early weather. I should ask you for the weather. I didn't even look Didn't look? look okay.
1: Um, I don't trust five days, six, seven days. out. <laughs> what, what do we got? What's the weather
0: like? I think it's going to be nice all week this week. We're going Beautiful. Uh, so whenever it rains on Saturday, don't blame me. But um, coming out <laughs> to Adamson Stadium, 4 o'clock, and root on the Vulcans in another PSAC Wets matchup. So for Coach Dunn, I'm Gary Smith. You've been watching The Gary Dunn Show right here on CUTV. The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.